And welcome into a special edition of the Palmetto Family Matters podcast. We're also streaming this live on Facebook right now. Big news coming down yesterday. The Supreme Court will not block the Texas abortion law. And that's how I'm going to use it, that coming that headline from the New York Times, which says the law which prohibits most abortions after six weeks went into effect on Wednesday. It was drafted by Texas lawmakers, and here's my favorite part, with the goal of frustrating efforts to challenge it in federal court. It did not make it to the Supreme Court. Justice Samuel Alito did not take it up. The court is set to hear the Mississippi case, which could precipitate that decision. So, Dave, why don't we begin to educate what's going on here and why it's important. One of the things that we want you at home to know and understand is here at Palmetto Family, we want to make sure that you have the information that you need as timely and as relevant and as fresh as we can possibly do because you need to be able to be educated on these topics, understand what they mean, understand it from a biblical worldview, and know what to do about it. Keep in mind, in January of this year, South Carolina passed a heartbeat law. It is not quite as strong as the law that was passed shortly thereafter in Texas, but the Texas law was actually run in through the fifth judicial circuit. So America is divided into 12 judicial circuits. Those 12 judicial circuits are what allow us to be able to to run through the Court of Appeals. And that way, as as decisions are made, if you don't like that, it goes up to different levels of the the district and appeals courts. And then through there, we're able to then go in and then decisions are made. And it eventually, like cream on on the milk, it begins to work its way up through to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, though, made a decision not to take up this case right now, which is indicative of two things. One... They are allowing that law in Texas to stand. Second of all, it is also allowing the, uh, the court to look more closely at the case that they really wanted to be discussing as a potential overturn of Roe versus Wade, and that's the Mississippi law. Yeah, that question was posed last night in a local church where I was. What's the difference between the Texas law and the South Carolina law? Both heartbeat bills. They're both extremely aggressive pro-life pieces of legislation, and they're both very important in furthering the pro-life cause. We believe that pro-life is a term that can be used not just for pro-birth, but pro-life from the womb to the tomb. And I answered this question as carefully and succinctly as possible by providing two different ways why South Carolina's law is different from Texas's law, primarily because of the language within the bill itself. There are some nuances specifically for the state of Texas versus for the state of South Carolina about why these two different laws are, in fact, different. And as you just mentioned, Dave, the other significant reason why the Texas law will get treatment differently than the South Carolina law is because of the judicial circuit court. In- right. And there are there are eleven, not twelve. There are eleven <laughs> there are eleven district courts. This is the place where you love this is live. Welcome to Facebook. Welcome live. to live. There are eleven judicial circuits. We are as South Carolina, we are in the fourth judicial circuit. So that includes the states of West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and uh, parts of Maryland, and I believe those are all the states that are involved. The fifth judicial circuit, which is different, is Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi. So I think one of the reasons why Judge Alito did not take up this 
this case is because Judge Roberts, and people have different opinions on Judge Roberts as, as the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. One of his mantras, I guess mm-hmm. we'll use that phrase, of the way he wants the Supreme Court to operate is, how can they make the best decisions with the best laws that can affect the greatest amount of impact with what the court is trying to do. So the Mississippi case is the one that they've taken up, which is one of the reasons why Alito has said, listen, we're not going to take up this case. And it has allowed the Texas law to go into effect as of yesterday. Well, and there's something to appreciate about what Chief Justice Roberts is doing here. He believes in protecting the integrity of the court. And there's certainly something worth noting there in that one of the justices, many of the justices certainly believe in protecting the integrity of the court because we don't know what precedent, because most of law is set up on precedent, what precedent this is going to set. But the other thing worth noting with the fourth, the fourth district court of appeals outside of the ninth, which covers most of the West Coast, the left coast, as some have said, California, Oregon, Washington, some of the Western states, including Alaska and Hawaii, The fourth, which South Carolina is in, is the second most liberal district appellate court in the land. And that's not just conjecture. That's not me just throwing that out there. It is proven. It is clear by the cases and the way that they have decided. And that is because over the last two decades, what you have seen is you have seen more liberal judges ending up on those courts. It was a conservative court back in the 90s and early 2000s. Exactly. But as retirements have come in, and keep in mind, judgeships are lifelong positions. You've got it. And until you retire or you move to a different court, those seats are open. And those seats were filled quite heartily by President Obama in the eight years that he was in office. There's a thing that we say all the time, and I think I I can hear it echoing in my head. Justin, you said it. Dave, you said it. I've said it over and over again. Elections have consequences. consequences. And here's the big part of that. You say elections have consequences, and I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and President Biden came out yesterday in response to this and said, quote, that this Texas law blatantly violates the constitutional right established under Roe v. Wade. Now, there is nothing in the original Constitution that says anything about someone having the right to abort a child and and, and kill a baby. There is nothing there that says that. However, this Roe v. Wade decision in 73 begins that work toward that and allows that to be established. But there's nothing in the Constitution which allows him a little bit of wiggle room when he's trying to protest this bill. Right, he was and, and keep in mind that the way that they constructed this when Roe v. Wade happened was under the guise of privacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and the reality on that particular case is when you look at what President Biden said about this, he is referring to established precedent, not constitutional law. Right. Because guess what, folks? This is what the judicial branch cannot do. They <laughs> cannot create laws. <laughs> they can right. determine whether a law is constitutional or not, but the judicial branch cannot create a law. And so when you take a look at Roe v. Wade, they created a quote-unquote right to an abortion under the right of privacy And in doing so, they created a whole opening for 60 million Americans to die. Mass 
mass chaos. Right. Uh, I dare use the word genocide, but we are seeing the greatest loss of life in American history since 1973 in the court decision to uphold Roe versus Wade. So as we walk through this and what that looks like, Dave, Justin, tell those that are watching, hey, Facebook Live, it's good to see you, and and those that are listening on this podcast, what exactly is it that South Carolinians can do? Because obviously we're in a different state than Texas. We're in a different appellate court than Texas. They're in the fifth. We're in the fourth. What can South Carolinians do about our heartbeat bill moving forward? So I talked with Attorney General Alan Wilson this morning. And and one of the reasons that we're doing this on Facebook Live, normally we record these podcasts and we are not sitting here with a camera in our face like this. We wanted to do this. One reason for that is this is timely. And you need to understand what's going on with this. You need to understand what's happening and not hear about it just two weeks later when this podcast comes out live on on our podcast reel. This is a a here and now, and you will see this coming from us. If you you see Palmetto Family coming live on something, it's because there is something that is happening that we know that you need to be aware of, and we want you to know and understand what's happening so that you can understand how to take an issue, understand that issue, the biblical viewpoint, on that particular issue and what you can do about it. So Attorney General Alan Wilson said today, listen, this is in the Fifth Judicial Circuit. It is not in our, so it does not impact our law directly. But what will happen with the Supreme Court decision after the Mississippi case, once the Mississippi case is heard, that can have an impact on what will happen with laws across the U.S. It was just like in 1973 when Roe v. Wade happened. It um, it actually ended up flipping and turning off laws in states all across the U.S. in a flip of a decision. And that's not what we want to have happening uh, in, in a judicial setting, except for this particular issue on abortion. The abortion issue can be addressed and dealt with, and we're passing laws in this state like the heartbeat bill, which says, as soon as a heartbeat is detected, South Carolina has a responsibility to protect that life. That's right. That is what that decision, that 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 law that was passed, Governor McMaster signed it into law, yep. and the lobby of the state house. We held it. We held that in our hands, <laughs> and to be able to say South Carolina will protect life as soon as a heartbeat is detected. And keep in mind, folks, that's within the first six weeks. Within a six weeks. You can detect a heartbeat with certain types of ultrasounds that are that you can use. Here's what that means. That takes care of and eliminates 98.5% of all abortions in South Carolina. 98.5% of all abortions would be illegal in this state. That's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> as soon as that heartbeat is detected. And yeah. that's why... Bills like this are so important. Now, Texas actually went a little bit beyond. Mm -hmm. They declared that it's murder. They went so far as to say, if you drive someone to an abortion clinic, you also have a responsibility in this. And that in and of itself is a huge deterrent. Now, could that be a reason why the Supreme Court has said, well, we're not going to take this law up yet. We're going to take a look at the Mississippi law because it was it's kind of like flying an airplane into Charlotte, let's say. You've got a lot of air traffic that's coming in. There are a lot of laws that have been mm-hmm. passed. They are looking for the best plane to land first. Yep. 
That's right. And that's what they believe the Mississippi law to be. And we can provide more information to you. We'll we'll have that on a story that we're going to be posting up on, on this issue so that you're familiar with it and you're aware of what's going on. And SCOTUS has that right. They have the right to say, okay, the appellate court will make the determination on this. And, and that's just the way our court system works. Our framers set it up that way so that the Supreme Court did not have to listen to every case that came before it. That's extremely important in setting up a balance, if you will, even within the court system in helping us as American citizens understand that the law, that's the law as it's interpreted and made by the legislative branch and then enacted and then judged by the judicial branch, it's important for us to understand that the Supreme Court has the choice to uphold the decision that the district court has made. And it may be in this case, I don't know, but it may be in this case that that's the court's that they choose to take. And that would be very big for the pro-life movement, not exactly. just in South Carolina, but in the United States. Uh, in the United States. And, and I'm looking at a, at a map published by the Associated Press. Different states and their moves to curb abortions in their states um, Texas has a six-week, obviously, that we're talking about right now. Mississippi has one as well that will be taken mm-hmm. up by um, the Supreme Court. Several states, I'm looking at this map, it's hard for me to count them, probably anywhere from 10 to 12, maybe even 15 states have a, right now, 22 uh, restriction. To, after 22 weeks, it's not happening. Um, as of right now, several states with 24 then you start getting into third, trime- third trimester fetal viability. And, of course, we know the laws that were passed in New York and Virginia and where the current administration stands on how late you can have an abortion. These moves aren't just happening. They're trying to frame it as conservative states, folks, but it's not just conservative states. Majority, I mean. A lot of states have restrictions on this that they need to go a step further, in many people's opinions. What you're seeing, my wife and I were talking about this last night, Hollywood and celebrities are upset. And oh, yeah. I mean, it is, if you go on social media, it is interesting. Here's why that's important because the pro life movement is bigger, it is larger, and it is more powerful than it has ever been before. There are voices in this movement that are making change happen and trying to save lives, and they're getting the job done because it's what we should do. We should protect life. And here's the major thing. I, I'm I'm done I'm I'm done with pro-choice. I don't believe that's the case. If you were pro-choice, you wouldn't care if someone chose not to have an abortion. That's just the the brass tacks. There are states across the country right now, not just Texas, not just Mississippi, not just South Carolina, that are moving bills to curb abortion and try to end what is happening in our country with massive numbers of children being killed and terminated pregnancies across this country. And I think it plays into a little bit some bills that might be coming to the floor in our state house in the new in the new session. So when the legislature comes back in January, they're going to be discussing what was considered to be the omnibus bill yes. that would have come over from the House and would then go back over to the Senate. Part of that includes what's called a trigger law that says if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then we would be ending abortion in South Carolina. There are some nuances that will be going on with that. The legislature will be working on that when they come back in January. So what can you do at home right now? First things first, go to scstatehouse.gov. Right there you'll find a find your legislator. Put in your address. It will tell you who your state senator and your state representative are. 
Once you've done that, you can contact them and tell them you want to see trigger laws passed in South Carolina that say when Roe versus Wade is overturned by the Supreme Court, we will end abortion in South Carolina. Two other places that you can get involved. Continue to, to, to stay connected in with us. If you're not following us on Facebook, today's a great day to start doing that. Yeah. Uh, text guardrails to 76076 so that you're on our email list, your text list, so that we can keep you up to date on what's going on. The second or area that would be really great for you to be involved in, there are three ministries that work in conjunction with our crisis pregnancy centers across the mm -hmm. state. Greenville for Life, A Moment of Hope here in Columbia, and Pro-Life Charleston. They are the, the ministries that are the sidewalk counselors on the front lines outside of the abortion clinics in Greenville and Columbia and Charleston. I was talking with Mark Bumgarner there from yes. A Moment of Hope here. Listen, if, if you don't follow them, you need to. Again, mm -hmm. it's Greenville for Life, A Moment of Hope, and Pro-Life Charleston. These three groups are there standing at the entrances to Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. and the abortion clinics across the state mm -hmm. to tell women and the men who are there with them, you have another option. And that is a ministry opportunity. They are going to actually be hosting a pro-life conference at First Presbyterian Church here in Columbia. That's going to be taking place in two weeks. That's going to be September, September 17th, 17th and 18th. And 18th. That's a Friday and Saturday. We'll actually be participating in the Saturday afternoon session. A Saturday afternoon speaker is yes. actually Pastor Tony Foster. Awesome. Who you have heard on a previous podcast here with us. Uh, but if you want to get tickets to that, uh, here's a website for you, A-M-O-H, that stands for A Moment of Hope, amoh.org slash SC Life. If you'd like to get $10 off, use the promo code PFC for Palmetto Family Council. PFC, they'll get you $10 off so that you can be a part of that event and stay on top of the issues because we will be there speaking even uh, on more on this particular issue and the specifics of the laws and the things that are going to be going on in South Carolina. This is where the Supreme Court's decisions have an impact on what goes on here at home. And that's an important thing that we want to make sure that you are aware of and that you're staying up to date on. Dave, I love that you mentioned those other ministries. Friends, Palmetto Family is not alone in this. No. There are ministries across this state. There are ministries across our nation who are continually focusing on putting it into abortion, either through the foster and adoptive care means, that many different ways. That's a proof positive right now for you listening on Facebook Live or on this podcast. You're not alone. No, because you're you, not alone. You've got groups like South Carolina Citizens for Life yes. that have been at it now for going on 40, 50 years here. You've got groups like Palmetto Family. Yes. As we are working as a hub, you've got the local crisis pregnancy yeah. centers, Daybreak Pregnancy and uh, Life Center here in Columbia. Pal Palmetto Women's Palmetto Center. Palmetto Women's up Center. Up in Rock Hill. Exactly. You've got Carolina Women's Center in Spartanburg. Yeah. You've got Piedmont Women's Center in Greenville. There are crisis pregnancy centers all across our state. Yes. Find yours, get involved, and help them be able to help the women and the men who are coming in to address the issues that they face because a crisis pregnancy is simply a misnomer. It is a child created in the image of Jesus Christ, in the image of God, as a part of our human family and part of our society. And we as a state have a right and a responsibility to stand up for those lives 
And that's why we do what it is that we do. Psalm 139, 13. For you formed me in my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. That is a baby. That is a human made in the image of God. And so what we want to do today is make sure that, one, you are up to date on what was going on. You've heard about the Texas case probably. You've seen it here on Facebook Live. We want to make sure that you understand what the law is, how it's being impacted by the decision not to take it up, which has actually put that law into effect in the state of Texas. They're in the fifth uh, judicial circuit, which means that that law is impacting what goes on in that area of the country. We're in a different judicial circuit. Our law is being handled in a different pattern, but a decision by the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade has an impact on saving millions of lives, not only here in South Carolina, but across the state, across the U.S., and here's and here's what's really important. We went fa- we went on Facebook Live today just for this reason, but it highlights the necessity to follow us on Facebook. Yes. To follow us on all of our social media channels. Subscribe. We are also recording a podcast right now. So you want to subscribe to the Palmetto Family Matters podcast on Apple Podcast or Spotify. You can also listen to them on our website, palmettofamily.org on the podcast page. We have resources there for you. We will have more information on this today up on our website. This is a crucial piece of news, and this is why you follow us. This is why you should, certainly. It's not just a weekly thing. We will come on whenever we need to to make sure you are aware of what's going on, that you have your finger on the pulse of Palmetto State happenings and, in this case, things happening in Texas, things happening in Mississippi, or at the U.S. Supreme Court. We want to make sure that you're aware and you understand what's going on. That way, you can then turn around and speak to others and talk about the issues, and most importantly, how those issues align with a biblical worldview so you can share the love of Christ with others through these issues. That's what's so important. And that's We just appreciate you taking the time to, to hop on. If you're watching us live, thanks for joining in with us. We're great to see the numbers going up and (laughs) people uh, commenting to us. We really do appreciate you taking the time to do that today. If you are watching us on the replay, please make sure that you like and share this because we want folks to be able to know how to be involved in what it is that we're doing here at Palmetto Family, how to stay up on the issues and stay current on the things that are happening here in the Palmetto State. Yeah, thank you for president of Palmetto Family, Dave Wilson, Director of Outreach, Mitch Prosser. I am Justin Hall, the Director of Communications. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Palmetto Family Matters Podcast, as well as Facebook Live. We will talk soon.